Proverbs 29.18 says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. Today, we're going to talk about casting a vision for your life and how important it is. This is Episode 9 of the Making Connections Podcast. I spent most of my life working hard to build someone else's dreams, only to end up with no job, no severance pay, and only one week's notice. I vowed to find a way to build the dreams I had put on the back burner. The question is, how does a woman in her 60s build a successful online business from scratch while working a full-time job and without going into debt? This podcast is here to give you the answers. Follow along as I learn and share the best tools, resources, and connections to help you grow your own online business. My name is Cherie Miller. Welcome to the Making Connections podcast. So let me start with a disclaimer. There is more to Proverbs 29.18 than what I quoted at the beginning of this episode. The rest of the verse says that the way to happiness is keeping God's law. So that's a very important part of having a happy, fulfilled, successful life. But I'm going to focus just on the first part of this verse for now. The word perish is taken from the Hebrew word para. This refers to a woman's hair being allowed to flow out of its hairband unrestrained. Because it's unrestrained, it's blown by the wind in all directions. Or, in other words, it's directionless. Now that puts a whole new spin on that familiar verse, doesn't it? So why is having a vision, a goal, an end in mind so important? It's what keeps you on track. It's what prevents you from wandering aimlessly around, never reaching your destination. Because frankly, you've never decided on a destination. And while that might make for an exciting adventure, it might not make for a successful outcome. I recently took a five-day challenge, and one of the challenges we were given was to describe our purpose in seven words or less, and even your entire life overall. This was related to business, but you could easily use this to describe your purpose in other areas of your life as well, and your entire life overall. The format was, I help teach, train, etc., your ideal customer, to do, achieve, accomplish, and then describe the end result. You know, this was far more difficult than I thought it would be, but I kept trying and trying and trying to whittle my message down into seven words or less, and finally, I settled on this phrase, I help women write their own paychecks. I kept trying to weave making connections in there, but it would throw my word count off. The important thing to remember here is you aren't limiting your audience by being specific. Your message will still appeal to people outside of the narrow little niche you select, but your focus needs to be on as specific a person and a goal as possible. The long version of this goal is in my podcast intro. And it just provides more details on how I'm going to do that by connecting you with the tools, resources, and people who can help you create a successful business of your own. But let's think about this lack of restraint for a minute. 
Can you see how that is true in all areas of your life? I mean, if you don't have a vision or a goal for your health, then you may as well eat and drink whatever you want. Why restrain yourself? Go ahead and have seconds, especially of that totally delicious possum pie. And if you don't have a vision or a goal for your financial future, then why not buy that new dress on sale or those adorable new shoes that keep following you all over Facebook and all the other sites on the internet? And you might as well eat out five nights a week too while you're at it. Why restrain yourself? Ah, but if we have a vision set before us, a prize that we are striving for, it makes all the difference. It's what allows us to deal with the temporary setbacks. It's what allows us to deny that urge for instant gratification. It keeps us from being blown in all directions by whatever new want comes along, masquerading as a need. So let's work on developing a vision for what you truly want in life. You know, a lot of experts will have you sit and meditate on your perfect day. And that's all right to a certain extent, so long as you don't make it so perfect that it's unattainable. And it's also important to be able to realize that you won't reach the ideal tomorrow, but you can add some aspects of the ideal into your life today. Since I'd like to focus this podcast primarily on business, let's look at that single aspect. Just know that these same principles can be carried over into all the other areas of your life. In episode eight, I talked about Darren Hardy's book, Your Best Year Ever. And in it, he talks about the wheel of life. You might want to refer back to that episode to work on the other facets of your life. But let's look at the work you do first. Are you doing work you love? Are you passionate about what you do to earn a living? If not, what would you love doing? Can you incorporate that into your current job? Or do you need to look for some other job altogether? And no, I'm not suggesting you march into the office tomorrow and turn in your resignation. Although if you're totally miserable and hate getting out of bed and going to work every day, that might not be a bad idea. But I can tell you from my history in human resources, the most hireable applicants are those who already have a job. Why? Because someone obviously already thinks you're good enough to employ or you wouldn't have a job. Now, before I get blasted for not being sympathetic to someone who has lost their job through no fault of their own, let me remind you, that's why I started this podcast in the first place. I lost my stable job of 13 years with no notice and through no fault of my own. And that didn't make me a bad hiring choice. But it's better for you for multiple reasons to look for a job while you're still employed if you can. Enough said? Now, maybe your job isn't that bad, but it could be better. So how could it be better? Could you ask for some role shifting at your work that might better suit your skill set and make your work more enjoyable? Or maybe you can shift your mindset to find something enjoyable in what you're doing and focus on that. Maybe there's something lacking or a problem you can solve that would increase your satisfaction at your current job. Of course, if you're listening to this podcast, chances are excellent that you would rather branch out and do something on your own anyway. You've got that entrepreneurial streak running through you 
that wants to create something of your own that will allow you to write your own payments, a product, a class, a book, a blog, maybe even a podcast. Well, I have great news for you. If you're unemployed, there's no better time to throw yourself all in and take the luxury of time freedom to build a business through sweat equity. Since you have more time than money right now, you can do all the work yourself. Just act as if it's a full-time job and devote eight hours a day to building your business instead of building someone else's. Are you working part-time or full-time? Well, I have great news for you too. You can use some of the other 15 hours a day to build your business. And where you lack time, you can either take longer to get your business going or you can outsource some of the work by paying others to do it with the money you're earning on your current job. When we come back from our break, we're going to talk about financial freedom. Getting an online business up and running can be difficult, but with ClickFunnels' One Funnel Away Challenge, you can have everything up, running, and optimized in just 30 days. Join the next One Funnel Away Challenge for just $100 at bit.ly slash OFA Challenge Offer. That's bit.ly slash OFA Challenge Offer. Welcome back. So what do you think about when you hear the words financial freedom? Most people probably have a very extravagant image of sports cars, people sitting around on lounge chairs at the beach or poolside outside of a gorgeous mansion, maybe with their laptop, just raking in the do-re-mi. Or at least that's what many so-called entrepreneurs would have you believe. Thomas J. Stanley co-wrote several great books, The Millionaire Next Door, Stop Acting Rich and Start Living Like a Real Millionaire, The Next Millionaire Next Door, and The Millionaire Women Next Door. He writes about how people often don't realize someone they know, maybe even their next door neighbor, is a millionaire. Why? Because they don't flaunt it. They don't live a life of overindulgence. They don't spend in excess, drive the best cars, live in the biggest houses. They live simple, happy lives, and they save and give more than they spend. Maybe you're wondering what this has to do with financial freedom. And what is financial freedom anyway? Well, I guess it all depends on who you ask. Maybe to you it means having enough savings, investments, and cash on hand to afford the lifestyle you want for yourself and your family, and a growing nest egg that will allow you to retire or pursue the career you want without being driven by earning a certain amount each year. Or, maybe like Dave Ramsey, it means you get to make life decisions without being overly stressed about the financial impact because you're prepared. You control your finances instead of being controlled by them. I think that's a pretty good definition, so let's think about what it would take to get there. Basically. If you could meet all of your expenses, now this doesn't count extras, vacations, spa days, girls' night out, etc., but your actual expenses, food, shelter, car, and health insurance. Add up those expenses and let that be your first goal. What if you could earn that amount of money every month through a business you create doing what you love? Would you feel a sense of freedom? 
I think you would. So now you have the elements of your work that you love, you can either focus on or incorporate into your current job, and you have a financial benchmark set for the extra income you want to make through your side hustle, which may become your full-time gig at some point. I think we've accomplished quite a bit for one episode. You know, it's funny. I can remember when I was very young, I thought I had a blueprint for my entire life. I had everything all mapped out with timelines and due dates, and I can remember my 29th birthday was incredibly depressing. And you're probably wondering why. I mean, a 30th birthday would make more sense, right? Well, one of my biggest dreams was to have children. And in all of my studies, I had come across the perfect biological age for a woman to have children as 28. As I turned 29, I realized I had missed one of the biggest milestone goals of my life. So here I sit on my 61st birthday, realizing that I pretty much missed every single target date I had for my life. But you know what? These last 60 years of my life have been pretty okay. They haven't been perfect. There have been some ups and downs and a lot of unforeseen events along the way. And do I wish things had turned out a little different? Maybe. But I'm pretty satisfied with where I am, how far I've come, and where I'm headed. And you know what? I'm going to totally rock the next 60 years. I want you to know how much I appreciate your spending time with me. I know you've got a lot of other things you could have been doing, and you probably were doing something else while listening, and and that's cool. I can totally relate to that. And I have a huge favor to ask you. Think of it as a belated birthday gift. If you've gained any value from one of my podcast episodes, would you give me a five-star rating today on Apple Podcasts and write me a review? I know you probably don't think writing a review matters, but it really does. It'll help others see my podcast. And if you know someone who might enjoy listening, don't keep it a secret. Please share. Until next time, I love you. I believe in you. Cast that vision and dream big.